So hello everybody, welcome to the podcast, the, the Sutta Weekly. This is a roast as always, Sankova Chakma. So in this episode, I will be summarizing, talking, talking about the Majjhima Nikaya 5, or as it is called, Unblemished Anangana Sutra. So once again, you know, these Pali words don't really trip on the tongue, so I hope I pronounced it rightly. So in this sutra, Venerable Sariputra and Venerable Maha Mogalana, they, they have a bit of a conversation. So if you don't know about these two monks, they were, the, they were one of the best monks that the Buddha had. So I think in one of the other sermons in one of the other discourses, the Buddha said that after me, Sariputra and Venerable Maha Mogalana are the best are the, are the best monks out there who, who you can approach for knowledge and insight. So they were very, very enlightened, they were very good. So, <coughs> so in this occasion, Venerable Sariputra was living in Jeta's Grove, which was situated near Savati. So, as we talk, as we talk about more sutras, we will be coming across this place, Jeta's Grove. So, I think this was a kind of like a monastery uh, premise that was built by, you know, the Buddha had another very, very de- de- dedicated lay follower. His name was. Anatta Pindika, and he was very rich, so he donated a lot of money for the Buddha. He, he, he was the one who built this Jeta's grove. So the Buddha and his disciples, monks, stay in the Jeta's grove on a number of occasions. So on this occasion as well, Venerable Sariputra and Maha Mogalana happened to be staying there. <coughs> So Venerable Sariputra, you know, he addresses the monks present and he tells them that there are four kinds of people in the world. So I will, I will be listing these four kinds of people and the words are kind of taken directly from the sutra. Number one, there is the case where a certain individual being blemished does not discern as it has come to be that I have an inner blemish. Number two, there is the case where a certain individual being blemished discerns, as it has come to be that I have an inner blemish. Number three, then there is the case where a certain individual being unblemished does not discern, (coughs) as it has come to be that I have no inner blemish. Number four, there is the case where a certain individual being unblemished discerns as it has come to be that I have no inner blemish. So so what we see here is that based on blemishes, so later on, as I will explain later, the Venerable Sariputra does explain what blemishes are. But for now, you know, let's just let's just think of blemishes as something negative, as something not skillful, not conducive in the for the Buddhist practice. So there are four kinds of people and 
And the way we categorize them is that there are people who are blemished, there are people who are not blemished. And, 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 and even amongst those, these two kinds of people, there are <coughs> people who are aware that they are, they are blemished and people who are not aware of if they are, blem if they are blemished or not. So, so that gives rise to four different kinds of people. And it is very interesting to note that, you know, um, the, the, the ones who are self-aware of their blemish, blemishes, of their blemish status, so to say. So, <clears throat> so those who are blemished, if they are self-aware self that they are blemished, they are much better off than the people who are blemished, but are not self-aware that they are blemished. Likewise, you know, the, the ones who are, who are unblemished, you know, they, they don't have any blemishes, but they are not aware of it. So they're, they're, so they're actually, you know, in a, in a worse position than those people who are like um, unblemished and they know about it. So this is a bit interesting because you might think, oh, I am, uh, that what, what's wrong in being unblemished and not knowing about it? Like, I mean, you are good, but you don't know that you are good. I mean, you don't have the self-awareness. So the reasons why, you know, <coughs> Uh, so Venor Sariputra says that, uh, that, that, that the ones who are self-aware of their blemish status are better off. I mean, he, he gives those reasons later. So the reasons are, in fact, in the, it was Mahamogalana who asked this question to Venor Sariputra. I suppose he, he was curious too. Why do you say, my friend, that the ones who are self-aware of their if, if they are blemished or not, are better than the than, than the ones who are not self-aware. So Vener Venerable Sariputra goes on to explain. So so he gives a couple of an analogies, and honestly, I don't really understand these an analogies like totally. But he gives the example of a person who who buys a bronze bowl, you know, a, a bronze plate or something on which to eat. So. Using that example, he says that, so suppose there's a person who is blemished, but doesn't discern that he or she has a blemish. So he, it can be expected of him that he will not generate desire, endeavor, or arouse persistence for the abandoning of that blemish. So, so to, to simply put it, so if we don't know that we are, we are blemished, we, 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 we will not make an effort to kind of get rid of those blemishes. Suppose you bring a... <coughs> You, you bring a bronze bowl or plate from the shop and you don't notice that the, there are some spots on the bowl that it, it's a bit dirty. So if you don't spot that, if, if you're not aware of the dirts on your plate, then you, you're not going to get rid of them. You're not going to clean, clean the plate. So likewise with our minds. So if we don't know that we have some blemishes, blemishes in, the, in our minds, then we won't make the effort to cleanse ourselves, to, to make ourselves a better person. So that's for the first kind of person. And <coughs> Venerable Saibuja also says, so suppose an, an individual who is blemished and is aware that he or she has a blemish is much better off because, you know, because it's just, it's just the opposite because he or she knows that there is something not, not good in, in, in himself or herself. You know, he or she is going to make the effort to, to, become, to become a better person, to cleanse, to cleanse of those defilements and then and then there's the case where an, an individual being blemished 
Okay, so yeah, so I I, th I think we get the point. <clears throat> but um, I mean I mean the the one thing that I want to that I I'm a, I'm a bit curious about is that say suppose a person who is not um, who is not blemished who is really good skillful, and if he or she does not really like. He's not really aware that he or she is skillful, he is unblemished. So what's wrong with that? So the point here is that, so if we, are, we aren't aware that we are doing the skillful, we might actually veer away in, into doing the unskillful. So the words which are, which are, I mean, the, the, the words which are mentioned in the, in the sutra goes, go like this. Then, then again, when an individual being unblemished doesn't discern as it has come to be that I have no inner blemish, it can be expected of him that he will attend to the theme of beauty as he attends to the, to the theme of beauty, passion will assault his mind, he will die with passion, with aversion, with delusion, blemished and with a mind defiled. So, so once again I think the point here is that you know, I'll, I'll give an example. So, um, um, I, w I was actually trying to do this, you know, no fab thing, you know, not, not watching porn, masturbating, and all that stuff. And I, I was actually successful in it. Like, I, I didn't do it for like two months. And then one day, I was like, I, I actually forgot that I was, <coughs> that I was doing such a good thing by not, by not doing all that, you know, by, by, um. By maintaining my by maintaining the nofap, so one day I just kind of relapsed, and the reason I relapsed was not because I I felt an intense desire to watch porn and jerk off again. No, the the point was the reason was that I I'd actually kind of taken my my streak my nofap streak for granted. I was thinking, so what's wrong if I just kind of you know do it again? So I I, I was just a bit curious. So that's so that's an example. So if we are not aware that we are doing the right thing, then we might kind of say attend to other teams and really veer away from the right path. So I suppose we have to be, you know, we have to if we if we are doing if we are acting skillfully, we need to be aware of that. We need to, you know, sort of like congratulate ourselves a bit maybe. So I think that's the point here. So so uh, in the later part of the sutra, Mahamogalana asks Sariputra, you speak of all these blemishes, blemishes, but what do they mean? What does blemish stand for? And to that, Venerable Sariputra answers, blemish stands for the influences of evil, unskillful wishes. So, and then he gives examples to, you know, to, to like elucidate his definition. So he... So he says, Venerable Sariputra says, it's possible, friend, that there's the case where this sort of wish might arise in a certain monk. Oh, should I have fallen for should I have fallen into an offense? May the monks not know about me that I have fallen into an offense, but it is possible that the monks would know about that monk that he had fallen into an offense, thinking the monks know about me that I have fallen into an offense. He is angry and disgruntled. Anger and disgruntlement are both a blemish. So he gives he, so Venerable Saibuja gives a couple of examples like this, and and what I seem to discern here is that anger and disgruntlement are a blemish. So but but I think my 
I think blemishes are anything which leads us towards unskillful things. So, so, so anything which leads us to more desire for the, you know, which, which, which leads us to more craving and, um, <coughs> sorry about that, I still have a cough, which leads us to, which leads us more to, I guess, ignorance and delusion, it's a blemish. So the, so the, so the point here is that, you know, all the unskillful things, they are blemishes and we shouldn't really get into them. So, so, so I think, um, yeah, so I'm just going through the sutra right now and I am going through these paragraphs. I think I've covered a good part of it. But there is something else in the in the final paragraphs. Okay. So I I think I've covered. I mean I mean some of some of the points or some of the paragraphs I don't I don't I don't understand them. Like I don't understand the analogies. But I hope I'm covering this right. You know, I'm also learning Buddhism like like you. So and trying to practice it more so I am not sure about the other stuff written in this sutra, but I think they're just kind of highlighting the points that I made with more examples. And the examples tend to be a bit different because they were made in the context of 2,500 years ago. So sometimes we don't really like like understand their understand them their their relevance. But yeah, the the point is. We have to be self-aware. That that's what I that's what I take from the sutra. Even if we are doing good, we have to be self-aware of that. Because if we are, if we are not self-aware of our mental states, if we are doing the right thing or wrong thing, then then we tend to go in the wrong direction. So we have to be self-aware. Self-awareness is very important. And how can we do that? I suppose what I, what I do is that you know when I like. Um, like th throughout the day, I'm kind of busy in work and really in the heat of the moment. Like I, d I don't have time to like pause and think, oh, I did this, I didn't do this. Like as much as mindful I I want to be, as I, as I try to be, but I think there are limits. So we tend to do certain things in the, in you know, just in the in the moment. So when I come back home, I take I take a bit of time to, you know, to recapitulate what I did in the day, if, if if my actions were aligned with the skillful, or if I do if I did something unskillful, so so I, you see what I'm doing. I'm actually kind of arousing self-awareness in me, and self-awareness is actually. I was just <coughs> listening to another podcast, or maybe I didn't listen to it totally. A lot of us we think that we are self-aware, but we aren't. So true self-awareness is actually rare. Only a few people have that. So no matter, so, so I think most of us, in fact, all of us, we have to work on our self-awareness. And if we know that we are, we are, we're not doing something good, then we should make efforts to not do that. We should make efforts to be better human beings. So I think that's the point of this sutra. So thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks for listening to this, to this podcast. I, I hope you liked it, in fact. <coughs> Sorry again, I uh, I coughed. This damn cold, it doesn't go away. So yeah, 
I mean, I recorded, I, I uploaded an episode just, what, two days back, and I'm doing it again. So, I mean, I'm supposed to, like, upload an episode a week, you know, one episode, one episode a week. But uh, this coming Sunday, you know, starting from tomorrow, I think I'll be a bit busy. I'll have to work on my some project thesis. So I, I have to, you know, make all those calculations and stuff. So I, I may not get time to record um, episode on Sunday. So, so I'm just kind of doing this right now. And I know you might be, you might be thinking, just record this now, but... Uh, I upload it on the podcast on Sunday, but I don't know. I, I just I just don't feel like doing that. If I have recorded already, then I'm just going to put it out there already. So yeah, here we go. You just listen to my podcast, my episode, and I hope you liked it. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Bye bye.